Welcome to the Equipping Podcast. My name is Jonathan Linder, and you have no idea who I am. <laughs> I mean, I know who you are, Jonathan, but... Well, we let this guy in. Yeah, yeah. I am actually the resident for the Equipping team this year, and so I am Nathan's glorified <laughs> be, intern. Be careful. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not a glorified intern. No. no. So I'm going through the Institute program here this year, and I will be basically taking a lot of... Uh, classes doing inductive study of the Bible and then also helping out with the equipping team. Heck yeah. Which this podcast is part of the equipping team. This is. So now I get the behind the scenes picture of, I mean, one of the most (laughs) popular podcasts on the market. (laughs) We have have like five people that listen to He's just making fun of us now. We should have uninvited him. That's exactly right. I mean, I had to get my ID badge scanned in three doors (laughs) to get here. Like, it was a big deal. That's awesome. I'm glad to be here, but... This is the equipping podcast. Yeah. Are you starstruck right now? <laughs> I may or may not ask for a, a signature uh, from you guys after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Signature to uh, release you from the Institute program. <laughs> I'd love to change teams at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly if that's right. All right. I love so. it. Uh, that's cool. Jonathan's great to have you on here. But this episode, we are going to be talking with the Eubank family from Free Burma Rangers. We've had them on the podcast a couple of times before, but they were recently with us having released a book and also earlier in the spring, a movie. So you guys enjoy this conversation. Today I have a smile on my face because we have some old friends in the studio with us and this, uh, this doesn't happen very often. These people have definitely been on our podcast like way more than anybody else. Because basically, whenever we can talk to them, we're like, yeah, 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 come, come, be on a podcast. Bring them on, bring them on. <laughs> yeah. And so today in the studio, we have the Eubank family with us. For our listeners who don't know y'all, give us a picture of what you do. So you lead an organization called Free Burma Rangers, and we would just love a quick picture of how you spend your time, how you help people, and why we brought you in the studio today. So like I said, the Eubank family is Dave and Karen. So help us out. Who are you? I'm Dave. And my wife, Karen, and she'll say something in a second. And before I start, I want to say Greg Brooks, who came from Watermark. Yeah, that's right. We saw him at the rodeo in Wyoming where All our right. kids were in rodeo. Nice. That is my new brother. <laughs> so it, I love him. Yeah. What a dude. Shout out, Greg. There you yeah. go. Yeah. If you listen to this, Greg, contact me. Ranger, <laughs> civilian, non-military, non-cowboy, stud. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, he's like the only not cowboy there. Yeah. And I love him. Yeah. And I thought, well, you came from Watermark. What a place. Yeah. He loves Jesus, man. Oh, he's, he's the real effort. thing. Yeah. I love he's it. the real thing. So you've got people, you know, Jesus started this church mm. and he's sending out people and you're arming and equipping them. And I, I think of this church actually as a battleship because it kind of looks like a pretty one, but <laughs> it's battleships move, but they don't just have power in themselves. They project power. Mm. And it goes out and it comes back, and that's what God does. And so this is a battleship of love and of truth, and it accepts all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. In the Vietnam War, when the South Vietnamese lost and they're fleeing for their lives, they escaped flying on the battleships. I mean, on the aircraft carriers. Yeah, ca- Did carriers. I say a battleship? Yeah, that's all right. Carriers. That's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a Navy guy. <laughs> I mean aircraft carriers. Yeah. Because this is not a battleship. This is an aircraft carrier. <laughs> carrier you can shoot good. things, send things, and bring them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's when I f- first thought, I looked at Watermark. I mean, this is, a, this is an aircraft carrier, sends out power, brings back power, all from Jesus. And it's ensconced in kind of a alpine ski resort, um, <laughs> airport Shell. terminal, yeah. awesome place. <laughs> Anyways, I, I could live downstairs. 
<laughs> so thanks. Yeah, yeah. But to Freedom Rangers, we are someone who's trying to be, always remember I'm, God's my father mm-hmm. and I'm saved by Jesus every day. And I want to be his ambassador in all that I do and I say. And we started the Freedom Rangers to give help, hope, and love in, in Burma. It's where it started. And help is mostly medical help, but anything that someone needs and hope that you're not forgotten, love, even if we got no medicine, we're with you. We're not going to run. If you can't run, if you run, we're running with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're open to anybody who's will do this for love and not run away. And so we have Muslims, Christians, atheists, agnostics. It was an atheist Marine, still an atheist on our team, saved me twice in the Battle of Mosul. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say saved me, like ISIS was seven yards, close to four and a half, huge gunfight. I'm shot. Another guy shot six times next to me. We're, we're, we're dealing with it, but mm-hmm. I can't do it all alone. Yeah. I'm yelling for help. And this guy comes running out. And I said, man. I said, QRF, man. I said, just, yeah, exactly. He's a one man <laughs> QRF. Actually, Zhao is too. And Zhao was killed a few months ago in, in Syria. Yeah. But I said, Justin, you know God, because God is love. Mm-hmm. And greater love hath no man than this. He laid down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. So who we are now is a humanitarian relief organization operating in war zones where we're invited, Burma, Iraq, Kurdistan, Syria, sometimes Sudan, working at the very front where the fighting is, provide immediate medical care, getting the news out. My wife and kids are usually right with me Mm. unless it's direct combat. And then they're back maybe 500 yards or a kilometer, whatever makes sense at a casualty collection point to give help and love to the civilians. Because all war involves civilians. War is not a video game of a bunch of guys with muscles and guns. War is always families and families and Mm -hmm. families. So I remember when we went to Iraq the first time, the Kurdish commander said, oh, you brought your son, you most precious thing. I give you my country. Mm -hmm. And the Iraqi commander said, oh, you must think that God values Iraqi children the same as Americans because your American kids are with my kids here. And we're in Sudan, one of the the people in Nuba Mountains. We were bombed every day there. We were hiding in caves with them. And he said, you brought your family. You don't want anything from us, do you? Mm -hmm. And so... Those are the benefits, but we bring the family, not for the benefits. We bring the family because we love each other and we want to help. And my wife and kids can help kids and wives in ways I can't. And so, and we love being together. I love it. It's amazing. I mean, y'all are going to the places that most people are running from. So from all of (laughs) the people that I can say, thank you (laughs) for being willing to, to do the work that most people are afraid of. And thank you for being brave in the name of Jesus. And so we actually got to do a podcast with y'all about two years ago now, back in October of uh, 2018, if y'all can believe it. And so if you haven't listened to those listeners, go back uh, in our database and find them. You guys had just come out of Mosul, I think, yes. when that happened. Yes. And so that we did three mm-hmm. podcasts with them, and that was a lot of y'all recounting what happened in Mosul. Right. Um, so go back and listen to those for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely worth your time. So now that we're back here, give us a picture of what's happened since. Y'all have had a busy two years. You've released a movie. You've released a book. You've been in a new country. Uh, you've done tons of things. So just give us a picture of what life has looked like. Actually, before you go on to the next series, I want to follow up a little bit with Dave said, and you said too, about bringing kids into this environment. Because mm-hmm. as he said, every war zone has families, and every yeah. war zone has kids. And you said, thank you for your sacrifice. But I've never felt, I shouldn't say never, mostly not felt 
sacrifice or that I was asking my kids to sacrifice as much as God had offered us something amazing and he wanted to fulfill things in us or he wanted to give us things greater than we could engineer on our own. And so way back in Burma, I felt God was saying, if you can do this, I will put more in your kids than even you can as a mom. And there were those things of hospitality, compassion generosity, living simply, those things that are virtues that I didn't know that much about. And the people that we were with in Burma, the Karen, the Kachin, the Sean, they were loving on my kids in ways that I couldn't even do on my own. And so I felt like, wow, this is a wonderful experience. This is a great thing we're putting in the kids for their own Mm -hmm. future, more than even I can do as just a good old middle, you know, American mom. And so it wasn't a deprivation. It was, wow, if I can really, if we'll live through this, it's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a sweet lesson, though, because we can look from the outside and be like, man, look at everything they gave up. And you're looking at us going, look at everything we gain. Oh, and yeah. so when you follow Jesus's path for you, look at everything you gain. And I think it's true. He will offer. I try to tell my kids this. They're off to college, my two girls, and that is a new thing. And they have friends who are also off to college. And I said, God will give you all kinds of opportunities every minute that you get to decide from and he'll offer you something that you know is tailor-made for you even if it looks a little out of the box I planned to be a special ed teacher in America I wasn't going to go overseas I hardly knew anything about missions even though I'd grown up and loved the Lord all my life and so this was an opportunity God gave me and he said it'll be rich and I'll be with you and that was enough. Yeah, you, you uh, climbed a mountain with this guy. Cl- and, and we then climbed you... that again. This, this... No, you oh, did no not. Way. That's cool. Yeah, yeah nice. it's kind That's of a amazing. Rebirth. It's really interesting when you think about spiritual formation. The environment that you're in is really critical because the actual environment forms you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we'll look at it like uh, the various parts of, of culture. And culture is super complex, but... In a certain culture, you're going to be formed in that environment. Mm -hmm. And so there are going to be parts of your specific formation that you may not have ever considered because this is all you've ever known, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so what's fascinating is hearing you talk about, hey, when we raised our kids in these environments where we were pressed in on our comfort zones, but that environment shapes your kids mm-hmm. and it shapes, I mean, it shapes you, you're mm-hmm. formed in that environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And, uh, and Jesus is going, Hey, uh, like I'm taking the raw data that is being formed in you and I'm shaping it to create something that's really even unique. The, even you know? the worst times. And I would remember when the kids were little, there's one specific experience. I heard bombs going off nearby and we were supposed to be in that village. That was definitely the right place for us to be. But, oh, I remember saying, Lord, I just want to bubble wrap them. Mm-hmm. I just bubble wrap my kids yeah. and protect him. And I felt God saying, Well, you could, and you would effectively insulate them from me too. Don't you want them to call out to me? Isn't Mm -hmm. it my turn to have a relationship with them? Could you just step out of the way? So when we know we've done the right thing or as much as we can do the right thing for our kids and you get into that situation that's out of control and it's happened in different experiences from that Mm -hmm. one early year to a few years ago in Mosul and Syria where things just get out of control and I feel God saying, they can call to me and I will answer them now. It's not up to you. It's up to me. And don't you want that relationship to grow in maturity, mm. even though it's the most, it's the hardest thing for parents to take their hands off or admit they're out of control. Mm. But like you say, God is forming all the time. And Watermark's been a huge blessing in that because Suzanne especially has tapped in constantly. I hear her listening on the her runs or her devotional times. She really feels at home here. Mm, and so thanks cool. to the digital age, she know, has right? made this a, it's crazy. a home. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that message of don't live in fear. When you're right in the middle of God's will, 
you're never safer than right there, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're being shot at, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and frankly, too, even if you die. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm not sure that there's a more timely season for that message to ring clear in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like, do not be ruled by fear. Mm-hmm. Like, trust God. And mm-hmm. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I like to say we had a last mission in Burma where we saw people living under threat of Burma Army and they continue to do what was in front of them, which is plant their field. And I really felt profoundly that that was in Galatians where he says, let's not go weary of doing good. In due season, we'll reap if we don't lose heart. Yeah, and right. it was about what is that good thing he's put in front of you? Pursue the good. Pursue all those steps in front of you that you've always had. Don't recreate your normal for you always have to adjust based on what's happening. We all do different things, but pursue the good things and don't yep. lose heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I was just showing you this picture. Yeah. It's a picture I took with Karen. We're on the mission in Burma. It's a rice field with some farmers farming and there's a hill behind it. And on top of the hill is the Burma Army, mm-hmm. about 400 yards away. So easy to shoot with rifles. And then they have mortars, machine Indirect, guns, rockets. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they're still farming. And not about four hours after we took the shot, the Burma Army opened up on these people. And they fled, and then they came back. They, like you said, normal. They would not talk about a reason to be afraid. They're like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. You know, when this um, virus happened and people began to react to it, and it's a deadly, serious virus, and we pray for it to stop. And we are so sad. I have a friend who's an ER doc in New York who's treated many patients, and she's actually a Muslim, so she calls me and says, Dave, how do I do last rites? How do I pray for Christians? They won't let anybody else, they won't let the pastor come in. Mm-hmm. And this lady wants me to pray. Yeah. And so I would pray with her or send her a WhatsApp. <laughs> and she's a Muslim doctor lady praying for these patients, and many wow. died. And I remember going to see my dad. My dad and mom are missionaries in Thailand. They're 91 and 88, and my mom has diabetes, and dad's 91 with a lung condition. You'd never know it. They never run around, buzz around like crazy. Shocker. And a lot of my, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of my my staff wanted to go see them down at the beach when we had this this break, which we we didn't have before. But all international flights are shut. We're not going to go to Syria like we were. We're going to go back into Burma from Thailand, and we have a window. Let's go see mom and dad. Hey, dad, I'm going to come down with the family and all these people. And this is the height of the virus. And and I said this. I was a weenie even to ask this question because I knew the answer. But I said this because I knew people would criticize us, mm-hmm. and I knew some people close to us and go, oh, I can't believe you went to see your parents. So I said, okay, I'll ask him. And dad goes, Dave, something's going to get you. <laughs> and he said, I'm 90 because he just turned 91. He yep. said, I never lived in fear and I will not start now. Yeah. This is a problem, but let's put it in perspective. Yeah, totally. This is a disproportionate reaction to a serious problem. It's very disproportionate. And bring your friends, bring everybody. And if we died, what better way to die than in the company of our family and friends? Mm. And so we're not going to do that. And then they, they go out and they meet everybody. And so that's, but we all have a right to react any way we want. I think the choice that we have is to respect someone's decision or not. Mm-hmm. We don't have to respect them and don't pretend to respect them if you don't, not the decision, but we must respect the people. Yeah. God doesn't like it when we don't respect people. So when you disagree with someone, whether it's about the virus or politics, you should tell them, as lovingly and sweetly, and of course you have to listen to God, maybe you should say nothing. But when it's time to say something, say the truth. Don't say, oh, I respect that decision. When you actually would turn right around to your wife and husband and say, I don't. That was crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's a lie. Mm. And Satan does lies. Yeah. So we should say something like, you know, I respect you so much. And make sure you do. And if you don't, ask God, because he'll help you, because that's his kids. And then say why you don't agree. But you don't have to hate each other. Right. I think in, in America and everywhere in the world, 
If Satan can get us to kill each other, that's the best. Yep. But if he can't, because we have things like democracy and about some nice people and some churches, then hate is okay too. Mm. And so not to hate. When I came back to America, I asked God, you know, what do I say? What do I do? Because we live, I'm like my dad. Of course, I don't want to die. And I don't want to die early. And, and I, I know this is a serious disease, but I got other things to do as well. And I want to <laughs> live and I'd rather risk my life and enjoy my life. So I said, God, what do I do? So I'm not just useless in America or say the wrong things. And I felt God gave me these words. One, God is bigger than everything. Mm. And Jesus is the answer to all our problems. And keep praising him. Keep praising him. And every time I praise him, things change in my heart, in my vision. Second, take the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of someone's. And so that means every time I do that, I find out I had more sins than I was thinking about. Yeah, and they have nothing to do with this argument. <laughs> but, but then I kind of shrink back to my real self, not the fake inflated self. Yeah. And from that position of humility, which is where you will be humbled as soon as you say, God, forgive me of my sins and show me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus doesn't say, oh, don't worry about their sins. He said, you're better able to see to help them take the speck out because we're here to help each other. But you can't help anybody, even when you're dead right about an issue. You cannot move until you've had Jesus clean you out. And then the third point was only do and say what Jesus has you do and say. No matter how right you are or think you are, it's the wrong fight to get in if he didn't tell you to do it. And then when you do it, don't do this simpering, oh, well, if you feel, no, 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 no. Jesus says do it. He is with you with all of it. You're going to feel his power, man. Yeah, yeah. Go. So then we got back to the States, we landed and we were, we're skydivers and you have to keep current, you know? So we go do our skydiving, it's beautiful, up in the Olympic Peninsula. So you got Mount Rainier and the Cascades, 14,000 feet, snow-capped on one side. You got the Olympics on the other, and below us is the Puget Sound, emerald green, stunning. We fly, we land. Yeah, you know, and whatever. Casual. And, and these <laughs> casual. Are, this is a cool <laughs> environment. We go, then we go, um, there's no churches open to, for us to speak. And we kind of go, okay. That's awesome. I mean, that sounds terrible. We're like, okay. <laughs> so we do a couple um, Zooms, and which actually works very well. And then we go climb Mount Shuxon. And Mount Shuxon is not tall. It's only 9,100 feet. But it's on the Canadian border, covered by glaciers. It's, you can't compare it with Colorado. You're starting at zero feet. Yeah. And you're climbing snow and ice with ice axes and putting protection in. And there's a vertical face at the end. It's the place that Karen and I first had our first date hey, yo. 28 years ago. And she wouldn't go anywhere except a climb was safe because that other guy's going too. And she's one of the few that summited. So this is the first time my kids got to go. That's amazing. And hey, this is where mom and I, dad and I had a first date. And I asked God, give me this lady, please. I'll do anything. <laughs> her, so, her. Yeah. And we were in a storm for two days. It was brutal. I couldn't even hardly see my kid roped up behind me. And, but we summited as we came down. The sun came out for the first time in three days. It was beautiful. Well, we went down. The, our webmaster, John Moore, was with us. And as we drove back, he said, Dave, these words just came to my head. I don't know where they are in the Bible. And then he looked them up, and these were the words. You are not to fear what this people fears. You are not to call it a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You are not to dread what they dread. Where's that? Isaiah, Isaiah. 8, 12. Yeah, now, you right. know, you're professional. <laughs> you're probably like Greg Brooks, Brooks, man, and Todd. So anyway, I thought for me that meant continue being unafraid of the virus, of the different uprisings, of all kinds of things. Be afraid only of my sin. And it also meant, do not call it conspiracy. For me, that meant don't stack up on one side or the other. Don't say these guys are doing this for this reason, that for that. You don't know. Pray for them. And then don't dread what they dread. Don't look back. Keep going in the things God has you do. Mm -hmm. And if he calls you into battle, you'll know it and you'll feel his power. 
And if he doesn't, just keep doing what he has you do. So coming to America, I've, we have loved it. We've been, and then we went from there to rodeo, the kids all rodeo and they won buckles and did all that. And we met Greg Brooks and who looks like a Hollywood movie star <laughs> and um, met a bunch of cool people and, and met some people from Hollywood. Tyson Sullivan and his wife who are leaving Hollywood to start an art center or something in Cody, Wyoming. Oh, cool. Cool people. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the whole salt of the earth cowboy community. Yeah, I love it. You know, the yeah. girl breaks her arm. She's back casted the next day trying to rope ah! <laughs> In a sling, yeah. And, 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 but perfect makeup. You <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. I love them. <laughs> so it's been wonderful. And we thank God. We're on our way now to Texas A&M, put the girls in school. And after that, we've got some more traveling in America. And then we pray we'll be going back to Burma or Iraq or Syria. These are our main areas mm-hmm. in October. Please pray for us. Yeah. But before we wrote this book called Do This for Love, Free Burma Rangers in the Battle of Mosul, which has a couple chapters on Burma, because that's our main effort, but it's really about the Battle of Mosul. But Karen, y'all two were talking about uh, sacrifice and and what looks one way to someone looks different to someone else, depending on how God has you. And you know what one person thinks is fun, one person thinks is not. Well, a friend of mine who's passed away since, he's a Karen, which is a tribe in Burma. And his group is very persecuted by the Burma Army, 70 years of civil war, longest running civil war in the world. And he finally left his church in Rangoon, which was safe because the government controls it. There's no fighting there. And he purposely went into the jungle, had to leave the money in his bank account, had to leave the car. Otherwise, it looks like he's running to the other side. Has his family go on vacation. They all meet in the jungle. They serve the Korean people in the jungle. Very soon, within five years, they're driven out of the jungle. He's no longer living in the jungle. He's in a refugee camp in Thailand. Talk about no freedom. Mm packed like bugs. Yeah. He started a church. He started a seminary. They send missionaries out from the camp and evangelize inside Thailand. Some have come here to America. And he wrote this before he died. His name is Dr. Simon. It's a poem called Our Living Testimony. They call us a displaced people, but praise God, we are not misplaced. They say they see no hope for our future, but praise God, our future is as bright as the promises of God. They see the life of our people is a misery, but praise God, our life is a mystery. For what they say is what they see, and what they see is temporal, but ours is the eternal, all because we put ourselves in the hands of God we trust. That's Pastor Simon. So thank you, mm. Pastor Simon in heaven, mm. for those words. And I think yeah. that's what our church is about. Yeah. It's Treasures and jars of clay. Right. Um, yeah. I love it, man. One of the things you were talking about reminded me of a story I've told on this podcast because I love it so much. But uh, in the church, Father Jerome was writing a commentary on the book of Galatians. And these guys are not known for their brevity. They just go on and on and on. You know, well, I mean, when all you have is paper and pen, then you just write all the time, you know. But, <laughs> but, uh, but Jerome was recounting the story that he had heard. And uh, a lot of people trace it all the way back to the Apostle John where John was in Ephesus as an old man and his uh, students would carry him to the house church where he's an elder, right? And the whole way he wouldn't say anything, but just little children love one another, just love one another. And then, you know, they'd keep walking and they'd be like, little children love one another. And he just did this like ad nauseum, you know, love one another. And I could just see like the, his students are like, he's like, like a senile old man, you know, say something else, you know? And so Jerome recounts, he says, they got frustrated with him and they were like, teacher, why do you keep saying this? Like what in the world? And uh, his response was because it is the command of Jesus. 
and if it alone is kept, it's enough. Mm. And I'm like, yes. What if people just loved one another, mm-hmm. you know? We'd live in a different world for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was just reminded of that as you were reading that stuff. It's like, man, I've guys like that and people like what you guys are doing are just loving people. And it looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I'm Thank grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful too. Thanks for listening to the Equipping Podcast. As always, if you liked it, tell everyone you know. Everybody. Leave us a rating. Email us at equippingpodcast at watermark.org. Also, if y'all have ideas for podcasts, my brain's tired. So yeah, we don't really have any ideas. Yeah, we've run out. So people, please <laughs> tell us what to do next. But Which is technically not true. We actually have a lot of ideas, but we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, mm. we'd love that. So thanks for listening. Bye. Peace. Peace.